Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in all to our number two of the early line. That is Donnie Wrightside. I am Kevin Walsh. We hit some NBA headlines here to open up this hour, and we begin in Los Angeles, where the Lakers had one of their better wins of the season, despite some unfortunate news in the midst of their victory. Anthony Davis injured in the first half of this game, and he was playing well, 17 points on 7 of 9 shooting. The typical, I'm way better than Rudy Gobert performance that you see from some elite bigs in the NBA. Although it looked like the Lakers were on their way to another loss, a monster fourth quarter spearheaded by LeBron James, who finished with 33 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. And the Lakers beat the Jazz as a 5-point home dog, 106 to 101. Donnie, what's the bigger takeaway, the Lakers win or the Anthony Davis injury? I think a little bit of both here, but more or less the injury to Anthony Davis, as Charles Barkley calls him street clothes there because he's always injured. Now it looks like he's injured again. Now the one, I guess, saving grace, could you say, Kevin, is you basically are getting a week off now with the all-star break. So if you were going to get injured and not a devastating injury, and it looks like it's not because the x-rays came back negative, let's just say it's a three-week injury. At least one of those weeks, not going to have any competition. You get the team maybe, hey, LeBron, going to need you a little bit more over the next two weeks, which seems like a common theme that's going to take place over the final quarter of the season. That's a really big win for the Lakers, though, because take a look at this. You know, we like to play devil's advocate. The Lakers won the game, which is great, and you'll take that. What happens if the Lakers would have lost that game 106-101 to 101, and Anthony Davis got hurt? You'd just be sounding the panic alarms where the Lakers are now going to maybe tumble down to that 10th seed and just have a chance to fight their way in to a playoff or you know the 7-10 through 10 playoff slots and not even a top six. That would have been crazy to watch, but it comes at a good time. It's a good win for the Lakers. Maybe they can use this as a springboard and also the way they won, Kevin. You know, late, late into that third quarter, they were getting bounced. It looked like this was going to be a walk in the park for the Utah Jazz in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't. Nice win by the Lakers, and even if Aaron Donald's, maybe he was the difference where he saw, <laughs> look, hey, Bron says, hey, champions in the building. I got to perform because LeBron was fantastic down the stretch in this game. LeBron said, just give me NAD, NEAD, and I'll figure this yeah. whole thing out. The thing for me, Donnie, is since the Anthony Davis injury, the early indication, as you mentioned, is that this is not going to end a season. I think it's the Lakers' victory that is a far bigger story. Because now the Lakers have played two games post-deadline in Golden State, and this team had a six-point lead with under five minutes to go, had a lead with under two minutes to go, and nearly won that basketball game. 
To lose it was certainly difficult, but a step in the right direction. The post-deadline, maybe this team now can focus on what their ultimate goal is. And Russell Westbrook was really good in that game. And Russell Westbrook was good again. And to beat a Utah Jazz team that occupies one of those top four spots in the Western Conference, I think the Lakers now have every right to say, you know what, man, just like last year, get us into the postseason healthy and we're right in the mix. Because we've said this once and we'll say it again, Donnie. Phoenix Suns can go out there and win 70 games. Nobody wants to play the Lakers in the opening round. Golden State can go out there with Draymond Green and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. No thank you on LeBron at 80 in the opening round. The Memphis Grizzlies wouldn't even be favored in the series, and I'm not sure the Utah Jazz would be either. The Los Angeles Lakers have an opportunity now to take legitimate momentum into the All-Star break, but they need to keep that rolling. They play their first five games out of the all-star break in crypto.com arena the clippers the pelicans the mavericks the clippers again and the golden state warriors that needs to be a winning record if not more we bring the radio audience into the fold appreciate all those tuned in to the early line on sports grid radio kevin walsh and donnie right side here talking some nba headlines donnie wow the New York Knicks. Yesterday, Donnie and I talked about this game brief, briefly. Knicks, Nets. I said, Donnie, listen, you, you can't give me any piece of it, uh, advice here that says it's a good spot for the Knicks. I don't trust them. I don't care about them. I cannot do it with this team. I looked up. I look at the score, and I said, Psh, I guess that was a little silly, man. I guess this is a good spot for them. Up 28 points in this game. And well, 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 111-106 the Brooklyn Nets win this basketball game. Cam Thomas with 21 off the bench. Seth Curry with another 20-point performance in a Nets uniform. And the Knicks, Donnie, blow their third 20-point lead in the month of February. Yeah, everybody makes runs, as we like to say, in the NBA. And it's no surprise that 20-point leads get erased. The only surprise is if you would have told me in this game, say, hey, look at the final score, 111-106. The Knicks had close to a 30-point lead. But, man, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden went off in the second half, and there was nothing you could do. That didn't happen here. Neither one of those guys played in this game. And it was Seth Curry dropping another six three-pointers right on your head. Or, you know, other bench players stepping up. And we talked about and broke this game down yesterday. And even when I was on in play sports center list, I'm looking at going, you can't lose this game. So that line was four and a half. Like, the Knicks are going to win this easy. And when they were up close to 30, I was like, this is exactly what I thought was going to take place. And they slowly melted that lead away until the end of the game where the Knicks couldn't offer up anymore. And another one of those games, Kevin, Julius Randle, 31 and 10, and they got beat. They got beat by a bunch of G-leaguers yesterday. Man, Tibbs. Tim's got to be on that short rope right now, right? Hot seat likely burning. Lastly, nice boost for Steph and Jokic, each for 25-plus on Vandal. Mm. Comes in at plus 280, but it's Denver who wins as Golden State loses 4 of 5. Going into the break. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. side running through the top stories in the sports world including the world of sports business and to help us with that sports grid sports business analyst the sports professor rick haro rick what's the word hang on wait 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 yeah, yeah go all ahead. right no, it's, a, it's the Tampa bay lightning stanley cup commemorative cup i just wanted you to see that i get no endorsement from that that's the one thing i do in my life that nobody pays me for so good morning how are you mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, great. No, great. We're, we're delighted to have you, uh, Rick. We were just out in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. Uh, and obviously those ratings come in, Rick. I mean, we knew a ton of people but would watch the Super Bowl, but numbers yeah. were up across the board. Any, any reaction for the Super Bowl 56 ratings? A lot of reactions. But my first comment is, why does Donnie, before I even start, wear that smirk? And then he starts laughing at me before I even start <laughs> talking. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did I say You're something used to, to offend it. you? Ask Ken. Ken, answer that. Yep. I, I, I'm, used, I, I'm used to that already, okay? that's I, 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 I come here and I get the, the grief. And luckily, I remember the question, and the answer is it is probably a combination of the L.A. Uh, entertainment La La Land stuff because, you know, people honestly were drawn to the halftime show and people that don't know football – when you look at the number of prop bets, by the way, which was over 35%, that's kind of an indicator of people watching, with all due respect, that aren't football fans. So when you're highlighting your Super Bowl viewing experiences, whether the Gatorade is blue or, or, or red or green, you realize you're not talking to a football fan. But they're watching, so it doesn't really matter. And then the second piece is everybody felt it was kind of okay right now, regardless of where Omicron is, that you can gather, you can watch together. I have no friends, as you might expect from my personality, but the ones that I have, I have more likely opportunity to get them together if I offer tacos and chips and free beer and Super Bowl. That's going to be the the food du jour at my funeral. I'm going to get a lot of people there who otherwise wouldn't go. Ratings bonanza here, Rick, on the Super Bowl. But we're going to talk about ratings in another field here, and that's with the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Who's watching? I'm not so sure more than 15 people watching. Is there a reason why, Rick, if we can figure out why the ratings are so bad for this edition of the Winter Olympics? Yes, but before we do, please don't blow it. I've taped. I managed not to know the women's hockey uh. gold medal score yet. So right after this, I'm going to watch that, which, by the way, a confession, even though Mark Lazarus is a friend and we know NBC. It'll be the only the only Olympic event I watch, which is probably not alone as far as stuff is going on. As 
well received as a Super Bowl. The Olympics had some issues and everybody knew it. Second Olympics in a time zone far, far away. Gamblers want to game gamble and win or lose early. They're not going to wait for prime time uh, when everything is delayed to figure that out. And there are a lot of other problems with time zone issues. Luckily, we inch slowly close to home. Go to Paris next summer, Olympics, and then L.A., the ones after that. It'll be refreshing. But don't misunderstand. The Winter Olympics have always been lower. That's why, as you remember, Donna, NBC cleverly packaged the Super Bowl and Olympic ads together, charged a high number, and said, if you want good placement in a Super Bowl ad, you got to buy curling. If you don't buy curling, you may have a Super Bowl ad placement uh, in the fourth quarter. Might be good, might be terrible, but you don't get to choose. So that technique got NBC a lot more money than otherwise. Uh, now, Rick, I-, I wanted to ask you one more question uh, in terms of the Super Bowl. Out in Los Angeles, new stadium, SoFi Stadium. What was kind of the reaction? All the events in town, obviously, you know, again, Sports Grid was, was out there. Was it a, a showing where... Listen, we know that they'd probably rather have the Super Bowl in, in warm weather cities. Do we think that we're going to see another Super Bowl in Los Angeles sooner than later? Tremendous, consistent, overwhelming, over-the-top show of force by Sports Grid and its technicians. That was incredible with all you guys. And then the other piece of this was everybody else did kind of the same thing, not as well. But this was the first post-COVID activation Super Bowl uh, glitz and glitter town. Uh, warm weather climate, everybody who had been pent up for two years, Tampa might have been it, but, you know, because of COVID, and then the year before, no, and then you're in the tundra for a couple of years. Of course, there will be more Super Bowls at SoFi. SoFi was brilliant. The only issue in L.A., as we know, is, you know, there's some things in Hollywood, that's a trek. There's some things in Venice, that's a big trek. LA Live, where we were at the epicenter, at the arena, and at Radio Row. And then SoFi, long way, no parking. Those of you who cleared out early, didn't understand how difficult it was to get parking done. We survived. But the bottom line is L.A. will be a place for a rotation of Super Bowls. When I was working with the NFL, the commissioners didn't like me to use the word rotation when we were doing doing stadiums because nobody was guaranteed any Super Bowls. You had to earn it. Had you earn it, build a stadium. Nice weather in L.A., ratings bonanza, fly back home here to New Jersey. It's freezing cold, but usually, Rick, at this time of the year, I say to myself, hey, pitchers and catchers ready to go for Major League Baseball. Rick, give us an update. I'm a baseball guy. Are we missing games here? What's going on? Yeah, well, first you would have the defenseless NBA All-Star and the Daytona 500 to slog through. Then you look for pitchers and catchers. Mm. You look to your right, you look to your left, especially down here. Uh, I went to the ballpark yesterday uh, to uh, get my first view of the Washington Nationals. They weren't there. <laughs> and, of course, nobody is. And the problem is it is not a substantive uh, valley or, or rift that will never get solved. This is not kind of a deal-breaking group of substantive issues of baseball. Minimum salaries, important. And I know this is the wrong thing to say, but the difference between six hundred and seven hundred thousand dollar minimum—that's a big deal if you're not making anywhere near that. But it's not going to break the union or management. They'll meet in the middle somewhere. It's a face saving. All of the other collateral things we've already agreed on the universal DH, so we're not far away. There may be some sentiment to wipe out Florida and Arizona's spring training and the economic impact here, which is really bad. Uh, and by the way, if you lose the first ten games of a Major League Baseball season opening game in the tundra, 
very important. You guys in New York will go to the opening game, even if it's 40 below zero. But the next nine games at home, not so much. And so if you have a season that begins, I'm just saying there's no guarantee of this. April 15, it won't be the end of the world for a lot of people. So, you know, nobody knows where the real deadline is. When you have real deadlines for anything, I know this is a bad analogy, but whether it's Ukraine, whether it's baseball, whether it's something else, something usually happens. Rick, quick question on this baseball thing. Why always baseball? Why? I don't understand. This doesn't happen in NFL every year, NBA. Why why does everyone hate each other in baseball? It's a personality thing, and and I'm not sure they hate each other uh, in the main. I think there are many agents that are very outspoken uh, who talk about how happy they are taking owners money that doesn't sit well with owners so but let's remember uh, we as baseball fans love the certainty of not worrying about this stuff but when you look back at labor peace late uh, baseball uh hasn't missed games in a long long time and they still haven't missed games here so the why baseball is they've got to structure these deals every once in a while uh every x years but you know hockey figured out how to do it by rolling over uh, without any stoppages, basketball has as well, and we haven't seen and we haven't seen a football uh, uh, work stoppage in a while. So, you know, why baseball? Because we're at that time of year. We just hope it gets resolved. Interesting stuff there, there coming back. By the way, put you on the spot here, wow. Rick, very quickly. Do we get regular season baseball in April? Uh, yeah, we have to redefine the month. You know, maybe maybe April for for that question starts April 10th or April 15th. And just like I said, look at all the games in the tundra in, in, uh, you know, Yankee Yankee Stadium or or City Field that you would go to. The opening game is important because you got to be there because, you know, that's what you guys are all about is showing up. But what about that game where they're playing and it's snow flurries and, you know, you're sitting outside because you guys don't merit a sweep, clearly. And, you know, you sit there and you're freezing. You want to go to that game? (laughs) <laughs> Do you want to go to that game? unbelievable, man. We almost went the Sweets whole way. Sweets at Crypto.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. That's unbelievable. And a segment ends right there. Rick Carr, his first That's leg it. up on the year of the line. We'll be right back. You're done. com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. some good college basketball we a different uh slate of games than usual for that college basketball breakdown segment which i'm definitely excited for here but we open it up yeah. with the nba and the first primetime game uh that we're going to talk about here is 76ers and the milwaukee bucks what an interesting game donnie actually i think it's the only primetime game tonight where the sixers last time they were played they played were demolished by 48 at home. The Milwaukee Bucks yeah. play six and a half in Milwaukee. Totals 223 and a half. What jumps out? Why is the line so low? Like, I know the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. overall are a good basketball team. But after what I saw against the Celtics, it wasn't to the point where it's like, hey, you know, they just didn't have any effort. It literally looks like they are just waiting to get to the all-star break and James Harden to appear on the court. So my first look at this game at the FanDuel Sportsbook, where we see the Bucks minus six and a half, Kevin, my initial thought, why is it so low? And I expect the Sixers to get blasted tonight. That's what I'm thinking. I think the line is, I don't know if suspicious is the right word, but it definitely uh-huh. was a line that I had a comparable feeling of saying, Oh, I think people are going to be willing to lay that number on Milwaukee. I think people are going to be willing to say the Sixers are packed up, done, and dusted. You do look at some of the, the way these teams have performed in these specific spots. The Sixers 9-4 and four against the number as a road dog. This Milwaukee team 9-17 and 17 against the number as a home favorite. Mm-hmm. It's one of those spots where if the Sixers have you know any bit of fight to them, Donnie, they should be responding here. But what about that total of 223.5? Milwaukee has now played over in six consecutive games and eight of their last nine. I see 223.5. I think about the way Philly's offense played last game, and there should be some positive regression there. I think about the Milwaukee Bucks and their offense last time out with Giannis scoring 50 putting up a buck 28 and allowing Indiana to get, you know, put up 119. I think the side's a little alarming. Maybe the total a little safer towards an over at 223 and a half. Yeah, it could be, or some usage rate. You figure when two stars go up against each other, they really battle, like Joel Embiid and and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You think they're probably going to have two pretty good games. But also, as I preface this by saying, when we take a look at the six-and-a-half-point line of the 223-and-a-half, it's still professional sports. Both guys get paychecks. The reason I bring that up is last night you had a Celtics team with a nine-game winning streak who were fresh off of blowing everybody out, including the Philadelphia 76ers, by close to 50 on the road lose outright to the Detroit Pistons. So day-to-day basis, things can change here. But I'm just looking for a mode and a mindset here from the Philadelphia 76ers and what I'm getting out of this. And again, when you're taking a look at starting lineups, Kevin, the same way I took a look when the Philadelphia 76ers were playing the Boston Celtics. Like I say to myself, let's take a look at the Sixers and what we anticipate their lineup to be. Maxi Green, Thibault, Harris, and Embiid. Well, there's a lot to be desired. And then you take a look at the Milwaukee Bucks there. Holiday, Matthews, Middleton, onto the Coupo, and Portis. Just on paper. The Milwaukee Bucks are so much a better team, and they're at home. And also, where's the mindset, Kevin? Because, you know, 
equating to other sports, which I think is valid for handicappers. When I take a look in the Major League Baseball season, you know what day I'm scared of more than any other day? It's the Sunday before the All-Star break where you know the players that are going to the All-Star game can't wait to get out of there. But even more so, the players not going to the All-Star game with their charter jets to Las Vegas, to the islands, to Miami to go hang out and party. I have that same feeling tonight where you're saying to yourself, hey, we got to go on one more road trip here for the Philadelphia 76ers to freezing cold Milwaukee. And whether or not what happens here, coach isn't going to remember this next week when we have a week off and we're preparing for the second half of the season. That's what I worry about. And that's why I like Excuse me. That's why I like Milwaukee tonight in the freezing cold temperatures where the Sixers are like, hey, man, I'm looking to get away for a week in Las Vegas or down to an island at this point. Everyone's excited to be an island boy for the week there. That's, oh, that's some big time stuff there for some NBA stars. I will add. Are quickly, they performing, by the way? Uh, po- I heard they're are they either they in the celebrity so. competition, the skills. Con- if they are not in the skills competition or the celebrity game, we really missed our chances here in the NBA. We're even when, performing. When, at, can you see Jay-Z with the Island Boys? Fantastic. When you when you look at that skills competition lineup, there's you could easily justify getting the Island Boys a spot in there. Yeah, Island oh. Boys versus. Tenacious. I mean, he did have. Now that is a show. Like K Dub, like if you saw one of the videos out there, I mean, the one guy did have Bulls Bulls uh, shorts on, so maybe oh. maybe a big NBA wow. fan as well. So yeah, that's, I follow details. Go. I'm all about it. Demar Derozan maybe needs some help in Chicago there with some of the injuries. Maybe get the Island Boys out there, hit a couple spot up jumpers, and <sighs> and seal the Man. deal. Uh, last point, just quickly, oh. Embiid's points props thirty one and a half. Giannis is twenty nine and a half. I'm sure people will be looking to play those overs. I could imagine there'll be some boosts around these guys. Each man for a double-double, even money. You'd love to see something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias Harris, though, 18-and-a-half uh, is his number. Three consecutive under, all since the deadline there. Yeah, he's off a game where he scored six. <laughs> I just, you know, I just I just had to bring it up. This minus 40. Harris. A minus I, I, 40 in his last game. I mean, listen, Don, he gave it his best, though, man. What what'd you want from him? It's not like he's making a, a max contract or anything of the nature, man. I just, unbelievable. Nets, Wizards, this Brooklyn line's real interesting, man. Look, I know the Washington oh, Wizards are struggling. I got you. But all of a sudden, the Nets, dog, 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 dog. Second leg of a back-to-back. Feeling good about the comeback. Laying four to Washington. The Nets, Donnie, they're phenomenal. 6-20-1 record as a home team against the number. This feels all Wizards plus the points for me. It does, but you know what I'm actually looking at here? Brooklyn is a favorite here on a back-to-back. I mean, this team stinks. The starting line stinks, and yet they've won two straight games, which I'm kind of surprised of because we should be entering into this game, Kevin, on a 13-game losing streak for the Nets before the All-Star break. But if I'm betting this game, I'm probably not taking a look at even the point spread or the total in this game. Aren't you just going to go with the ex-76ers? Seth Curry, three-point. I mean, he has a green light out here. He probably shoots 10 of them out here. Can he make three or four to cash in that ticket? Or also your guy, Andre Drummond. Are we penciling in tonight for close to a 20-rebound performance again? Probably so. So instead of saying Brooklyn, which I can... I don't know how they're winning games. That That's not an NBA team out there, and yet they just beat the Knicks, who had a 30-point lead over them. So anything is possible, as Kevin Durant would say. <laughs> but I don't think it's possible in this game. I think you're right. I'll take the Wizards in this game, but yeah. more or less looking at props for Curry and Drummond. Yeah, look, Seth Curry, again, we talked about it. 15-and-a-half in the first game goes for 23. They come back with a 16-and-a-half 
A little stubborn from the book there. Goes for 20. I think I said, if it's under the 20 marker there, I would expect Seth Curry to get on over that total. Also, eh, just interesting there. The 3x2 plus 112 for the yes in that game between the Nets and the Wizards. It ain't, I could see it. I don't know, though. Donnie usually talks me out of 3x2s and saves me money by the time it, it gets a little bit closer. But just yeah. an odd game that catches the eye a little bit here. How about Hornets? Now, by the way, real quick. Hold, yeah, hold, yeah, hold yeah, on. Ahead, Forget ahead, about this ahead. game real quick. Forget about this game real quick. Yeah, hold yeah. on. I got to ask you a question. No. More iconic after a championship. I'm going to do two renditions. Anything's possible or Cleveland. This is for you. Like what hit harder? Like now, did, like did, were you, yeah. which one gave you one of these? Like, you know what? He's, I, I feel that. Yeah. Which one? Now everyone knows the real best moment after a championship. It's our guy shades on in the distance, in the escalade, waving to his brother. Cause he had COVID. <laughs> yeah. asses, saying, oh. hey guys, what a season. Man, that, oh, I mean, you want to talk best. about, you're talking about, we've had many parades and many championship seasons here. And the fact uh-huh. that they dropped like a beat and just knew exactly where Thanasis's <laughs> SUV was. And he had a single party in his own SUV where he was having just as good a time a mile away from the stage yeah. as his brother was up on the stage. That was tremendous. It was. It, but it's so impressive, Donnie, that they were able to keep Giannis and Thanasis together. Definitely didn't have close contact with each other during those finals. Definitely, definitely oh, didn't man. have any contact with one another. What a great job by the Bucks keeping those guys separated there. Tremendous. They're going to be in the skills challenge. It's going to be one of the moments of the weekend. I have no doubt about that. Tomorrow, we're getting all-star picks from Donnie. He's picking a slam dunk contest winner. Yes. I do not yes. care. Uh, Heat Hornets, five is the number for Miami, 225 and a half. This is, Donnie, we've veered away from three-point player props. I hear the people are asking mm-hmm. you to make a return. This is like, I mean, these I are had one last dream night. teams yeah. here. Whoa! Man, what you was get it? after it tonight. Yeah, little Dougie McBuckets at a plus money over two and a half three-point shots. I don't think he had any at the half, but he knew. He knew I was dipping my toes in the water of a plus money number and cashed that in. So tonight, mm-hmm. my goodness, man, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess out there, LaMelo yeah, Ball. Terry, by the way, Terry Rozier had the other night really let me down, but I need that guy to, to bounce back in this yeah. one. But you're right about that. 226, this is a game where we're going to be focused on tonight. In play sports tonight, K-Dub, right off the bat too. 7 p.m., yeah, we're going to be invested in this one. Minus 120, yes, three by two. Rozier. Lamelo, I mean Duncan well, Robinson. Wonderful. Yeah, Duncan Robinson gets it on his own. Yes, can he? Which he did, by the way, when we were out in L.A. The bat, yep. can Max Ruse somehow get involved? I remember I once told Don, I go, "Last three by two is going to be great." Sacramento's got a bunch of guys. I'm like, De'Aaron Fox, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill. Then he goes, "Now hold on a minute." Why doesn't Buddy Hill check yeah. in at like the three-minute mark of the first quarter? <laughs> Enough of your facts, man. Yeah. Enough of your facts, man. Buddy Hill's going to Buddy have Hill's gonna three drop by six two. threes, but not yet. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it, man, it'll, be all, it'll all Solid. count the same. Max Struess will come in here, Donnie. And it's a personal three-by-two for Max Struess. Like the clock starts when he checks <laughs> yeah. into the game. Let's talk college basketball. We've got WCC, the MVC, and some, some Big Ten action. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on SportsGrid. Take a look at this college basketball board tonight. I will say there were some big results. Texas Tech with a huge second half took down Baylor by 10. Gonzaga won by 20, which means they actually didn't cover by 10 points, which is nuts. Auburn and Vanderbilt brought home a tremendous boost there of Auburn to win the game and the over at plus 140. I think Auburn just eked out that cover with that 94 to 80 victory. And also, just quickly, Donnie, Piscataway, Rutgers, what's in the water out in Jersey? Four straight wins all against ranked opponents. They beat Michigan State, Ohio State, at Wisconsin, and now Illinois last night. Rutgers on a tournament march. Yeah, waking up out of nowhere, right? This looks like one of those programs, Kevin, over the past couple years. It looks like it was on the come up here. And all of a sudden, a little bit of a down start to the season. Uh, Rutgers just going back to being Rutgers and then also just reappearing. You're talking about Big Ten basketball, tough division, and four straight wins over legitimate opponents here. Maybe making a run in those quad one victories here. They need to pile up to get into March Madness. We'll talk some Big Ten basketball in a minute, but I want to start with a ranked team in action, and that is Murray State. The Racers, 24-2 and on the season, 14-0 and in conference, and now the number 21 team in the country, Donnie. I think for a lot of people, Murray State really caught the eye on that John Morant season, made the run to the tournament, got themselves a tournament victory with John Morant, but this is probably a team that you've been following well before John Morant, betting team totals in that MVC well before a John Morant. They're playing Austin P, the Governors, Tonight, what do you make of a 19-point spread and a 132 total? 
Yeah, MVC, OVC, it all runs together yeah, down those mid-majors for all KW. So I, yeah, I, I, respect, I respect the game there that you're trying to dip into that knowledge. But, you know, Mary State's a very good team. You almost call them like the Gonzaga effect in their conference. And the reason being is how many times do we take a look at Gonzaga and how they play basketball? Number one on offense, number one on defense. Same thing for the Murray State Racers. As you take a look at them coming into this game, number one efficient, excuse me, defense, number one efficiency on offense. So you take a look at this game. It's a 19-point spread, but a lot different than we were taking a look at Gonzaga yesterday. They were a 31-point favorite at the closing gun, but that total was in the 160s. This one a little bit different now, so you figure they're going to slow it down. Mary State should be able to do whatever they want on offense. There's no question about it. But if we take a look in that conference here, there's 10 total teams, Kevin. And if we're looking at length of possession on offense, Austin P ninth in conference play. So they slow it down on offense. And Mary State, not all that fast. They are sixth in average length of possession on offense. So how that stacks up here, take a look at this. Mary State's defense going up against Austin P. Seventh in conference at effective field goal percentage is Austin P on offense. Number two on the uh, effective field goal percentage on defense is Murray State. We could keep going all the way down. Best rebounding team on defense, that is Murray State. And also, the best part about this, you don't like to get to the free throw line if you're Austin P. They're ninth out of ten teams. You know who's number one and not fouling in this conference? That is Murray State. And you also take a look at, hey, I want to shoot a lot of three-point shots, Austin P. Well, take a look at Murray State here. 27.3% from the three-point line. They defended better than anybody else. Should be an easy victory today for Murray State, but I wouldn't be surprised if Murray State really locks down on defense here and this number stays under the total. You look at the last time they played, Murray State on the road was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. They win the game by 12, but the total, Donnie, as you're alluding to here, 136, a 65-53 final score. Yeah. Well, well under the listed total there. Certainly makes some sense. Moving over to Big Ten action here, I want to start with Penn State Minnesota, partly because hey, a 4 o'clock game. And people probably would love to get involved with some 4 o'clock action. There's actually a noon tip uh, out in the MAC, I believe. There is. I think Buffalo and maybe Eastern Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. But Penn State and Minnesota, yeah, so. Donnie, here. Right? Yeah, okay. Per, uh, Penn State, though, coming off of a win against Michigan State, which is a pretty big one. And look, neither one of these teams look to be, you know, Big Ten contenders or anything of the sort. But still a game, again, that kind of midday slate here. The Nittany Lions, the Golden Gophers, what jumps out? Yeah, you know what's interesting about this, too? So you take a look at Minnesota. I want to focus on Minnesota's offense, Kevin, versus Penn State's defense overall. And you're right. Coming into the game, Minnesota's actually lost six of seven games. Penn State has lost three of four, but they did end up actually upending Michigan State. They're a decent home basketball team. But the matchup that I like here, if we take a look at three-point shots here for Minnesota on offense, they're 10th in the Big Ten out of 14 teams at volume from three-point range. And the reason why I bring that up is you take a look at Penn State. They don't defend the three-point shot all that well. But we're taking a look at what Penn State defends defends really well. Number 12 in conference play at letting you score from inside the arc are the Penn State Nittany Lions. But also, if you take a look at Minnesota, that's where they actually really want to score. They're third in point distribution, talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers, at scoring inside the arc. So if you're not going to shoot a lot of threes, which Penn State can be susceptible to, and you want to drive to the bucket, you know, elbow jumpers, I'd like to say, 15-foot jumpers, layups at the rim, Penn State's not going to offer that all that much. And also keep in mind, when you're taking a look at Penn State's offense, it's not very good. It's 12th in Big Ten action out of 14 teams in efficiency. But also, Minnesota's defense, dead last in conference play on efficiency on defense. I like Penn State in this game. 
Yeah, you look at the last time they played, and it actually wasn't all that long ago over the weekend. It was a, a Minnesota win, but it was at home. It was 76-70. They were a pick em or maybe a minus one favorite there was Minnesota. Tiny, they won that turnover battle 13-3. to That is a spot wow. where if Penn yeah. State at home takes care of the ball – like a if they win the turnover battle, Donnie, probably a double-digit victory there for the Nittany Lions. Certainly makes some sense. Two teams, I think, with a little more intrigue around them in the Big Ten would be Iowa and Michigan. Both seven and six in conference. I, the you know outlook for these teams when you're talking about the NCAA tournament, I think, very very up in the air. Iowa at home is a six-point favorite. The total for this one is 151. Iowa enters playing some better ball, having won three in a row. Michigan had that big win against Purdue, but then kind of gave it back against Ohio State. I know Ohio State's good, but if Michigan wanted to make that climb, that was probably a game they needed to win. It's a huge game for both these teams here, Donnie. What do you think about Hawkeyes, Wolverines? Yeah, number sticks out a lot, that minus six. That's a pretty good-sized favorite here for Iowa. And the reason being here is Michigan, you know, underperforming on the season. Both of these teams coming in conference play at seven and six tonight. So 13 games under wraps. Michigan's offense is pretty good here. Iowa, actually, kind of interesting. You never think of Iowa defensively here. They're not a great overall defensive team, but they're number one in conference play at turning the opponent over. So we'll see how that plays into it. And also, Michigan doesn't like to get to the free-throw line. And if you take a look at Iowa, they're 13th in conference play at fouling. So one of those areas where you would like to try to overcompensate for Michigan, that's not really what they want to do. Now, let's take a look also at three-point shooting, which so many times are going to break these games down by. 35% Michigan is as a three-point shooting team, right in the middle of the pack, like sixth or seventh in conference play. But here's the issue I have, Kevin. 14 teams in the Big Ten, as we just talked about, they're 13th at volume on the three-point line, which means they don't rely on it here. We talk about Virginia doing that and sort of playing that, you know, more down-low game, short jumpers here. But the issue that's going to come into play is Michigan is number one in conference play, Kevin, at point distribution inside the three-point line. So just in layman's terms, nobody scores more inside the three-point line than the Michigan Wolverines do. Now, how does that counterbalance? Tenth in conference play is Iowa actually defending here and making sure that you don't score points here inside the arc. So that's going to be the, the, the play of it overall. Now, also, you're taking a look at Iowa, who is very good at turning you over. You know when Iowa flips over to offense, Kevin? They're number one in conference play at not turning the ball over. And I think that's going to be a big deal here. I'll go with the home team here. It seems a little bit steep with that overall price that you're getting, but I think there's reason to believe Iowa can win this game by double digits. And I think if they're going to do it, though, Donnie, it could also maybe play towards the over, which has been the case for Iowa at home all season mm -hmm. long. 11-3-1 to the over Iowa at home this year. Michigan has been an over team on the road, and despite playing three consecutive unders, it snapped a six-game over streak for Michigan. That high total, maybe not high enough here between these two teams. And just to kind of give a reference point, using bracketology, right now, Iowa, a seven spot. Michigan, first four out. So this game may be a little bit more important towards the Michigan Wolverines. Not that that matters to Iowa. They're going to obviously put their best foot forward sure. there. But a big-time game in the Big Ten. Last one here. You might see this game be like, what? WCC that doesn't involve Gonzaga, yes. St. Mary's, San Francisco. We talked, Donnie, about trying to appropriately evaluate the WCC. 
the reason that that conference and I think the reason that Gonzaga are the favorites to win the national championship is because this conference doesn't only offer up Gonzaga. You've got a 21 and 6 San Francisco team, a 20 and 6 St. Mary's teams. Both of these teams certainly respected by Ken Palm here. St. Mary's, the fake Gales, lay three at home. The total 132 mm. and a half. Probably the second and third best teams in the WCC. What do you think of this game? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Kevin, because also, you're right. The WCC, what do you think about? Gonzaga. Gonzaga goes, I don't know, let's just say they have 16 games in their regular season. And Gonzaga goes 16-0, and and every other team in conference goes 0-16, even though they play each other. That's the feel that you get out here, right? It's Gonzaga and nobody else. But these are two really good basketball teams. And I'm looking at that 132 and a half, and you say, these are two really good offenses going after it. Efficiency for St. Mary's, number two in conference play. Efficiency for San Francisco, number three in conference play. But also... Two very good defensive teams. And you talk about St. Mary's. They like to go glacier slow. They're going to get good looks, but they're going to run that shot clock down and maybe not look to you know push it two and one, three on two fast breaks, more likely to pull it out. But the reason why I look under in this game, it gets back to the three-point line here, Kevin. Both of these teams, take a look at USF. Uh, San Francisco, 42.6% of their total shots come from three-point range. Like That's fantastic. If they get hot from the three-point line, they can really do some damage because you take a look at St. Mary's, who gives up 35% behind the arc. Here's the issue we have on both of these teams. Number one team in conference play, St. Mary's, at chasing you off of the three-point line. So you have the number one team in San Francisco who likes to shoot threes, the number one defensive team saying, we're not going to let you shoot those. That means some forced to three-point shots probably going to be on their way from San Francisco. Flip it over to the other side. St. Mary's, third in conference at volume from three-point range. But number two in conference is San Francisco at chasing you off of the three-point line. So two teams not necessarily wanting to score from inside the arc and would rather shoot three-point shots. These two teams are going to chase each other off of that arc. So I'm going to lean on the under 132.5 because these styles don't really make for a great fight because if I want to shoot three-point shots and you're telling me no, there's less opportunities there, Kevin. To, you, to your point there, San Francisco, 5-1 and one under on the road. And while the last game that these teams played was an over, perhaps a bit of an outlier, but also San Francisco was up in that basketball game at home as a two-point favorite by 23 points and ultimately lost the second half 48-29. St. Mary's almost scored 50 in the second half and lost that game by two. It's a big game here between these two teams in the WCC. And just one more reference point there. Again, not to say Ken Palm is the end-all, be-all, but to give people a reference here in terms of the, you know those rankings. St. Mary's, 21st in the country. San Francisco, 25th in the country. Could these teams ever make a legitimate run towards the national championship in Sweet 16? Maybe you talk about odds, you know, for a conference, right, Donnie, to pull down the national championship. Mm -hmm. The WCC is plus 430, which is better odds than Gonzaga. So bet I might bet the plus 430 out of principle, the fact that the number is just wrong in that way. But that's the college basketball breakdown. Listen up closes out a Thursday edition of the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. segment of the day right here on the early line Sirius XM channel 159 on the grid both myself Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh as always setting the table from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it off to the morning after which will carry us over for the next three hours with Ben Stevens Major League Baseball they're gonna break my heart aren't they so you guys if my heart's broken please at least listen up no surprise i love baseball I had an epic run last year on the fanduel sportsbook dinger tuesdays just cashing in week after week team totals i love those but i love football as well but football is done here and do i like college basketball absolutely nba sure thing here excited for james Harden, the philadelphia 76ers making a run yes i am but major league baseball we're supposed to have pitchers and catchers right now we're in our ninth work stoppage in league history here in major league baseball and it doesn't look like there's any end in sight and I understand that they're going to be meeting today, collective bargain agreement, see if we can shake some things out. The billionaires fighting versus the multi-millionaires. But it always leaves the fans left out in the cold. Sure, it's February. It's cold here in the Northeast. I understand that. But just the sight of pitchers and catchers. And how many times, if you're watching your favorite team on a local newscast, where they show the tractor trailer leaving the ballpark, drive down to either A, Florida, or B, out in Arizona. It's a rite of passage here. We deserve spring baseball. Next week, we probably would be getting underway here and watching exhibition baseball in spring training leading up towards opening day and the final days of March. And it looks like we're going to be robbed of this. So will we get Major League Baseball on April 1st? Probably not. April 15th, maybe. Maybe more likely going off into May, which is a shame that baseball continually does this thing here by voting, okay, maybe it's you know minimum league salary we have an issue with. The slice of the pie that we're having a problem with trying to divvy that up between, <clears throat> as I said, major league owner billionaires and multi-millionaire players. Do right by the fans. Come to an agreement today. Hash this out. Let's get pitchers and catchers, spring training, and the regular season underway and on time. You know what is going to be on time, though? Ben Stevens here coming up with the morning after right here at 9 a.m. Eastern. That's the early line. See you tomorrow right here on The Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.